Welcome to Polycast. I'm your host, Davey Drones, and on this show, I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. My guest today is the Rodeo Queen. That's right, Tyree Cochran was awarded the 2019 Rodeo Queen, and I'll let her tell you all about that, but she really lives a life of the rodeo. Ever since a little girl to now working with the horses at Cal Poly, it's truly amazing what all goes into it, um, and just the amount of time and effort and work, it's, it's truly remarkable. So please welcome my guest Tyree, here on Polycast. All right, welcome Tyree. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you bet. So you are the 2019 Rodeo Queen. Yes. Tell us about that and give a little background about yourself. So I'm from San Luis Obispo, actually, and my mom came here for college when she started at Cal Poly, and she started animal science and then switched to ag business. And she, before she came here, was actually the queen at her local hometown rodeo, which was Bishop. And so when the opportunity came up this year to run for Miss Cal Poly Rodeo, I thought about it and I had a lot going on last quarter, like 21 units, super busy, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And I decided I might as well do it. The competition was the first weekend in April, the week before Poly Royal Rodeo. And it's a whole deal. Like you have to do an interview, you do on stage questions, you do a speech, and it's called like poise, personality, and appearance. So you have to wear these fancy dresses with your cowboy hat, and it's just a whole like everybody prepares, and you get all dressed up, and you do that part, and then you take a break, and you do horsemanship. So you have to like change your clothes, fix your face, fix your hair so it's back, and then go get on your horse and go do a reining pattern, which in the rodeo world, like we don't do that just normal every day. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really work on that with my horse. And I had people helping me that were like, well, you could ride this horse of ours or this horse that that's what those horses do. But I thought it would be way cooler if I rode my own horse. So I did. And it was it was really interesting. And then we there was one other girl that ended up actually running. Multiple girls filled out applications and just didn't have the time or the support to be able to follow through with it. And so we ended up just having to swap horses. Usually you draw, like, if there's five or six girls, you'll draw a random number of somebody else's horse. So we just ended up switching, and so that was a really cool experience to be able to just hop on someone else's horse that I'd never rode and go do a rating pattern on it. So it was a really amazing experience. That's so exciting. Yeah. Now, let's go back to the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You said your mom was involved with it a lot. So were you yeah. just right off the bat growing up riding horses and all? Oh, yeah. Um, my parents, when I, when we first, well, when I first started riding and rodeoing, we um, had just, they built a place in Santa Margarita, which is just right over the hill from Cal Poly. And then they ended up moving down here to Slow. And so I've been around horses and riding my whole life. So wow. it's and cool. W when you go through the journey, like your connection with a horse, I mean, that must be pretty special. And so have you had, you know, some special horses yeah. in your life and all? Yeah. So right now at home, we have six horses. Wow. So the oldest one is 36 this year. 36. Yeah. He's the horse that I grew up riding. His, well, so I call him Uno. 
number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents actually, my mom's family bred him and my mom has raised him. So they had him from when he was a baby and trained him and everything. And so he was the first horse that I rode like on my own by myself and went to rodeos on. And so he's really special and he's going to live out all his days in the pasture at our house. Mm-hmm. And then we also have his younger half brother. So he was like my step up a little bit younger and he's one that I can still go pull out and go ride and go to a rodeo on if I had to. So that's really cool. And then we have another horse that my grandparents bought when he was like five or six, I think. And I'm actually working on selling him right now just because he doesn't really fit with college rodeo and everything for me. Um, and then I have my three rodeo horses right now. So it's really cool. Yeah. And so with these horses, I mean, you kind of mentioned before you just switched with that other girl when it came time to compete and all. And so mm-hmm. these horses, I mean, they're obviously trained and all. How much is it yeah. of it? Is it that connection from like the human to the horse? Is Do you have that bond with them? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I actually worked for a horse trainer throughout high school also. So I've jumped on a lot of different horses. And I think that really helped me in the queen competition too, because I kind of got on and let him think about it and like, let him kind of feel me out too before I asked him to do anything Mm -hmm. and we actually got to ride around on each other's horses for about 10-15 minutes before we actually like competed and so just in those 10-15 minutes I kind of figured out what all his buttons are and that was really it was really cool for me because I'd never done something like that before Mm -hmm. I mean I'd ridden a lot of horses but not competitively right on right at the moment like so that was just to see that I could do that and had the ability to do that really was a confidence boost. That's amazing. Yeah. And when did you start competing? Um, I think, so the Junior Rodeo Association that's local, it's called West Coast Junior Rodeo Association. Um, they have a four and under division, which I think they changed the age group since I've been in college. But I started when I was four. My parents wouldn't let me start until I could ride on my own. So they're like, we're not going to these until you go by yourself. So four it was. Wow. Yeah. And when you compete, you know, what are the different competitions and what exactly are you doing? So for like little kids, they do like single stakes. So there's a pole and they just go down and go around Mm -hmm. it and like stuff like that. But in college rodeo, there's barrel racing. Uh, goat tying, breakaway roping, and team roping for the girls. And then the boys also team rope, tie down rope, steer wrestle, saddle bronc ride, bareback ride, and bull ride. So they do the crazier stuff mm-hmm. and the girls do the more low key stuff. Okay. And what are you involved in? Uh, I do all four of the girls' all events. Four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite? Um, breakaway roping, probably. Breakaway. And yeah. tell me about that. So that's where a calf runs out of the chute. And you have to give them a certain head start, which if you don't give them the head start, you break the barrier, which is a rope across the box. And when you break the barrier, they give you a 10 second penalty because it's cheating, basically, is that rule. Um, And then you just rope the calf around the neck and stop your horse and your rope is tied to your saddle horn with a string. So when you rope and you stop, when they hit the end of the rope, the string breaks and that cuts off your time. Gotcha. So fast times in the breakaway roping are like one nine, like wow. one second. Wow. Yep. That's 
it's impressive. <laughs> and what's yours fastest? Um, I think the fastest I've been at a college rodeo is probably two seven. I think okay. that's still amazing. yeah. Like, that's and it crazy. depends. There's a lot of different variables. So there's different setups at every arena. Um, the score, which is how long the barrier is until it breaks, mm -hmm. that's different at every arena. Mm -hmm. So a lot of ropings, they'll set it to where you have to let the calf out farther. Okay. So the fast time will be three flat or three five. It just depends on where you are and how it's set up. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Now you keep mentioning college rodeos. Mm -hmm. Is this, you know, completely different than normal? So there's the National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association, which is what college rodeo is. Um, there's different regions all over the U.S. There's 11 of them. And then over here on the West Coast, we're the West Coast region, and it includes schools from Nevada, so Reno, Las Vegas, and then schools up and down California, Susanville, the Lassen Community College, Feather River, which is in Quincy, um, Cuesta also has a college rodeo team, Fresno State, there are some kids from Chico, some kids from UC Davis, um, uh, Alan Hancock down in Santa Maria just got a team up and running. Um, where else? I don't know. There's just so many. Time, yeah. Yeah. So we all, um, each school that has a team hosts a rodeo. Mm -hmm. So Alan Hancock quite doesn't have a facility yet, so they aren't hosting one, but Cuesta hosts theirs at Cal Poly during Poly Royal. Cal Poly has Poly Royal. We go to Vegas and we have our regional finals there in the South Point. Um, and we go up and down California. It's that's, that's super amazing. fun. Yeah. Now, your team mm -hmm. is very big, as I understand. Yeah, so we have almost 80 kids on the team, which is a little bit different, actually, because we all rodeo for Cal Poly, but our points team is only 10 people. So we actually, most of the time, don't know who those 10 people are. Mm -hmm. Our coach kind of picks them and based on who's doing well and what their events are. And the more events you do, the more points you're liable to get. And so the points team is six guys and four girls. And then the rest of us all rodeo independently, but we still go to Cal Poly and have our Cal Poly rodeo vests. Okay. Yeah. And do you guys all travel when the other schools mm -hmm. have the rodeo? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we all go this next not this weekend but next weekend we leave for the regional finals in vegas so wow that's yeah. exciting yep and what is the kind of process to get up to that like are there qualifications and stuff for each of the schools um so all throughout the year when we go to the different schools everyone goes um the regional finals everyone goes the first there's two rodeos there so the first day everyone runs one all their events once and then the second day they do the draw to where the draw is like the order you go in. They'll do the top 10 in each event in the region after the rodeo before points wise. And they'll put those top 10 in their performance on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else will run in the morning, which we call that slack. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And in your little Mustang news article, you said you don't really get nervous at all. You're just no, excited. Yeah, it's just it's what it's what I do mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that doesn't really make me nervous anymore so I just you back in the box and you go rope yep. so yeah that's amazing yeah and have you won some like different awards and all or? um yeah actually when I was 
younger in high school, I went to the Santa Barbara Fiesta Days Junior Rodeo, and that's in August, and I won the all-around there three different years. Yeah, um, I took one year off. I didn't go because I had knee surgery in high school, so, but besides that, that was a really fun rodeo, and then Junior Rodeo Awards and High School Rodeo Awards, so just a whole bunch of different stuff. Now, was your knee injury from rodeo? Uh, yeah, actually, okay. goat tying. Um, and tell us a little bit about goat tying. So goat tying, when it's similar to calf tying where the boys rope the calf and get off their horse and tie it, but girls don't rope. We just run our horses down and the goat is staked on a 10 foot rope. So as soon as you cross the start line, which is like 85 feet in front of the stake, um, they'll start your time and you step off your horse and you go and you tie three of the goat's legs together. And so when the when they first started goat tying, it used to be like you'd run down and you'd slide your horse to a stop when you step off. Then people figured out it was faster to step off your horse while it was running. So I've been learning my whole life how to like step off a horse while running. And the horse that I'm trying to sell right now, he was who I started using. And then my legs got longer than his, and it didn't work so well after that. So that didn't treat my knees very well. So I ended up tearing my ACL in my left knee. So, oh, yeah. How fast are these horses running? I mean, if it's... as fast as you can go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. People, girls tie in like six seconds. Yeah. That's... To be in the top ten in our region, you have to be faster than seven five. Sometimes even faster than that. Usually. Yeah. Now, how many times do you practice this? I try not to practice really? most oh, of the okay. time. The stepping off part, like I'll tie oh, okay. on the ground mm -hmm. a lot, but I try not to step off my horse a lot. Mm -hmm. One, because the horse I'm using now gets really hot-headed mm -hmm. and just wants to run, <laughs> which is good, but not all the time. And mm -hmm. then it's just easier on our bodies if we don't step off a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And the rodeo team actually has a horse saver, so it's... Uh, like a trailer that they put a horse body on. It's not really a horse. It's just made out of metal, and we can put a saddle on it and step off that. So it's really cool. The steer wrestlers use it, too. We can, like, flip it around because they get off the opposite side, and so they can practice without having to run a horse a million times. Yeah. What all goes into Cal Poly's kind of training and stuff? Like, is this year-round you guys are all, I mean... And so besides yeah. the summer, we're here... Um, summers, we, some people stay for the summer and Ben, our rodeo coach, Ben Londo, he tries and keeps some cattle around so we can rope or practice or whatnot. And then during the school year, our practice schedule is insane. We start on Mondays, we start at seven and we have like an hour section for breakaway ropers, an hour section for tie down ropers, a break for the beginning rodeo class that Cal Poly has. And then we have team roping from 11 to one and then... I don't know, another section of breakaway ropers from 1 to 2, and then I just it goes all day till probably 6 p.m., and then when the days start getting longer and it's light outside till 8 o'clock, there's somebody in the arena till 8 o'clock. And we have lights, so we could go 24 hours a day, honestly. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we start at 6 a.m. It's... It's your life. Yeah. <laughs> When it was raining and our arena was too wet because we don't have a cover, the horse unit, the Oppenheimer Family Equine Center, let us use their covered arena.
but we had to be out of there by 7 a.m. for their classes. So we would start at 4 in the morning. Wow. Yep. Get a solid three hours in. Yeah, that's... Wow. Um, now, do you have a horse down here that you use? So my horses are at home right okay. now just because of the break between rodeos, but... Usually I have one or two at the rodeo grounds, and I rope usually four to five days a week. Because then you got to take care of the horses yep. on top of all yep. that. Yep. Wow. Clean stalls, feed. Yeah. What goes into yeah. that? Wow. But you're an animal science major. Yes. Okay. So I, I, the only college I applied to was Cal Poly. Wow. Animal science, and I got in, nice. and... I really love it, and I also work at the Equine Center, so that gives me a lot of just time to spend learning what I want to do and everything, so it's really cool, and seeing how we take care of horses and just all the work that goes into managing that big of a facility is really interesting to me. And do we have a pretty big facility here? Yeah, we have almost, I think we have 40 colts, which are just young horses under the age of probably I'd say three and then we have a horse sale at the horse unit um, June 1st this year and then we have riding classes beginning riding intermediate riding Um, there's just all sorts of stuff to get involved in up there breeding we breed our own horses Um, we have foaling enterprise so they get to foal out all the mares see all the babies being born it's really cool Really and that, is that all within the animals, uh, or or is mm-hmm. that part of your job? That's animal science. An- that's animal science. Yep. Wow. So those are classes you can take. Fascinating. Very yeah. cool. Um, and hor- the, you mentioned earlier you have a horse that lives till thirty six. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're using the colts that only are like three years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what happens to the horses after that? Like, I mean, so we... what's the typical age for a rodeo horse? Um, we start horses at two, and then by the time they're in the rodeo arena, they're probably like six or seven. Okay. Um, a lot of the pro rodeo guys have horses that range from 10 to 20. I've seen horses go to the national finals rodeo that are like 21, 22, just because they're good at what they do, and we take amazing care of them and make them last as long as we can. Wow. So. That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. We do love our horses. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and how many are you working with here at Cal Poly? Um, well, at the horse unit, I'm in the equine behavior modification class, mm-hmm. which is also known as colt starting or the quarter horse enterprise. Mm-hmm. So I have one in particular that like I started, I saddled him for the first time, rode him for the first time. And then I also... Um, right now with my schedule, I clean stalls once a week. So I clean the stud stalls and a few other horses in the barn as an employee. Mm -hmm. And then also as an employee, I work the arena in the mornings twice a week. So I get up there at like 630 and drag the arena and water it so that it's good for classes all day. Tell me more about, uh, just raising that colt from the beginning. So Uh, that must have been such a cool experience. Yeah. His name is Lyle. And he is two, barely. He turned two in February. And so it's a really cool class. Um, The instructor, Lou, she raises horses and has trained horses for a while. And the class is offered because Cal Poly breeds their own colts. So they keep them from 
birth until the horse sale when they're two and they it's a student-run enterprise so students saddle the horses for the first time ride the horses for the first time do everything on these courses and then we sell them at the horse sale and all the proceeds go back to Cal Poly oh, wonderful. yeah how much do these horses go for um, I think the sale average last year was eight thousand. Yeah, and then the high seller was eighteen thousand. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what what makes a horse worth eighteen thousand dollars? So their breeding has a lot to do with okay, it. Yeah. Um, Cal Poly has a lot of cutting horse bred, which is where they have a herd of cattle and the horse and rider pull one out and keep it away from the herd for mm. a certain amount of time. Mm. And then um, we have some cow horse bred horses, which is reining along those lines. And it just depends on how well they're trained and their bloodlines and how sound they are. Mm -hmm. So that makes a huge difference. And the cow horse raised, does that mean like they're in the same pasture and stuff? Like um, cow or? horse is like the, it's a bigger horse than cutting horses. Uh, cutting okay. horses are okay. generally smaller. Um, cow horse, they're expected to be cowy like the cutters, but okay. they're bigger, um, better, I don't know, not necessarily better built, they're just bigger, I like a bigger horse, yeah. so, um, yeah, they're just bigger and asked to do some different, have different skills, so. Okay. And does Cal Poly, like for the rodeo, any bucking Broncos and stuff? Yeah, yeah. the rodeo okay. team, we actually have a herd of bucking horses for the rodeo uh, okay. team for the boys to practice on. Okay. And so they actually live at the rodeo grounds and then get turned out here and there when we're not in school. So, Have you ever tried it? No. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not for you. It's enough for me when my colt bucks once yeah. or twice, <laughs> then I'm fine. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Have you, do you ever go just ride leisurely yeah cool. actually okay. um on my horses i do when it's raining and i can't ride in my arena mm, i'll go okay. and like ride on dirt roads back behind our house and everything but um i actually take my colt out a lot just so that he doesn't get tired of the arena mm -hmm. it's good for their brain and it's really fun to be able to go ride up mm -hmm. behind the horse unit back in the hills behind polly and have you been to architecture graveyard totally yeah yeah so we can ride clear up okay. to the top and like look down at that wow. so it's really cool that's cool and what part that um the horses over by architecture graveyard mm -hmm. who do they belong to Is the horse unit okay yeah gotcha Everything that the rodeo team has is at the rodeo grounds, which is over by the dairy. Okay. Um, and we have an arena. We have, I think this year we have over 140 horses on the rodeo grounds. Wow. Yeah. So including, well, so that's just student horses, including the bucking horses. We have like 170 probably. <laughs> yeah. Plus um, steers, calves. Occasionally we'll have bulls for bull riders to get on, but we only have, I think we only have one bull rider this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the arena. What What is, is it just an open area or what's kind so, of... So, at my house, my arena doesn't have any fences. Oh, wow. But okay. our arena at Polly has, uh, we actually have pipe fencing around like three quarters of it. And then the bucking chutes take up probably half of a fence line so they're straight and there's six um bucking chutes which is where they the bronc riders get on their horses and they open the gate um and then there's pens behind there where they can sort all the bucking stock and then we have um 
our goats have their own little pen. And then back behind the arena, we have uh, stock pens. So there's probably five pens on each side and a feed um, alley in the middle. And so we store all our hay and grain and uh, chop in the middle. Chop is like a mixture of different feeds that they chop up. So it's all mixed together. Um, and then the calves and steers are on either side and we have a feed crew that's in charge of feeding everything every day. Um, we have facility managers. So if somebody breaks a water or a horse kicks a fence, they're in charge of fixing that. So it's really cool. There's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. So bring it back to the rodeo queen. Yes. What's next? Um, so as Rodeo Queen, I was presented awards at Poly Royal, and then throughout the year, I am required to go to three other rodeos, not necessarily college rodeos, and represent us in the grand entry, which at the beginning of every rodeo, we do a grand entry where they bring in um, sponsor flags and queens and spon sponsors, people, whoever wants to be in the grand entry, the American flag, everything all together. Mm -hmm. And so I have to go to three rodeos and do that. And I wouldn't say I have to, I get to. Yeah, um, so last weekend I actually went to my first one. I went to Red Bluff, which is up north because I entered the rodeo, the pro rodeo up there. So I was there anyways and it was really cool. Wow, very yeah. excited. And is this what you want to do with you know your future I mean you're yeah. animal science like this is your life so yeah. just keep on riding and all yep um I'm starting to enter pro rodeos and wow. would like to continue to do that and see how far I can go mm -hmm. um it would be really cool to make the national finals one day but we'll see you gotta have the horsepower so mm -hmm. not sure if I've got it but we're gonna try yeah. so. and how much of it is the rider versus the horse in some of these events um I have to say that just watching Red Bluff, there were 140 barrel racers, and I would say it's a lot the horse. Really? Okay. Yeah, because if you have a horse that's really well trained and you can just sit up there and kick, you're going to be really fast. Uh -huh. So I would say it's a lot the horse and how much they love their job. Mm -hmm. So And you can really tell if a horse doesn't want to work. and when that happens, my goat horse actually, I used to run barrels on and he just didn't love it anymore. So we found something else that he liked to do better. Wow. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much yeah, for being you here. Bet. I mean, I love hearing about all this. Like who would have known? I mean, there's so much going on yeah. here. Yeah. So thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely check out the rodeo and some of the horses on campus. I mean, they're all over. You really can't miss them, but their center is pretty, pretty cool, and it's, it's huge. It's really big, so definitely check that out. Also, you can find the show notes on my website, davidkozik.com, and you can find all the other episodes of Polycast on any of the podcast platforms. I'm your host, Davey Drones, and you've been listening to Polycast.